this is meditation 16 and I'm asking the question what happens in the wilderness has this time in lockdown felt like being in the wilderness has it felt empty and desolate are you missing all that was familiar and comfortable and known and are you struggling to see how or when you will ever come out of it today I'd like to bring you some hope by sharing that the wilderness can actually be a place of bringing your true self into the presence of a loving God. It can be a place of formation where God leads us in love so we can find freedom and healing and rest for our souls. It is a place of retreat where we surrender to him led the people out of slavery in Egypt and into the wilderness for 40 years so that he could set them free from bondage and teach them his ways. Let's hope we look quicker than that. He never left them but accompanied them by day in a cloud and at night in a pillar of fire. He kept them fed and watered and their clothes and sandals never wore out. He never left them in the wilderness, and he'll never leave us. The exciting thing is a new beginning often comes from a place of nothingness, a wilderness. A beautiful example of this is the Spirit leading Jesus into the wilderness just after his baptism. Here the devil tried to tempt him and it was a real time of testing. Our wilderness experience can also be a time of testing. Will our faith, like Jesus's, be able to stand the test? And will we be transformed, ready for the new things God has in store for us? Let's look at the story of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness in Luke chapter 4. Verses 1 to 3 say, And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for forty days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus had just had his identity confirmed by his father. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Now Satan comes to cause him to doubt this. If you are the son of God, he'll come to you in the same way. If God really is God, why isn't he doing something about my problem? He'll cause you to doubt and then try to get you to solve the problem in your own strength instead of praying and trusting God for the outcome. It's about dependency, trust. Will Jesus be dependent on bread or God to supply his needs? Are you secure in your identity as a child of God, knowing you can depend on him? to supply your needs. 
The story continues at verse 4. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. His trust was in God. He was totally dependent on his Father to supply all his needs. Can we be this trusting when we are in the wilderness and not sure what will happen next? Will we still have a job? What will happen when our furlough ends? What will happen with the economy? Brexit, schooling, the list goes on. Will our dependence be on our loving Father or will we be relying on our own efforts? Our culture glorifies the self-made man. Look what he's achieved. The test for us in the wilderness is, will we put our trust in God or bread? What if we were being led into the wilderness to hear God say to us, this is my son, this is my daughter, in whom I am well pleased. This is an opportunity to be transformed from relying on ourselves or the world and for our souls to rest in the love of the Father. This is the place of surrender where we are transformed to receive from God. Jesus faced another temptation. Verses 5 to 7 say, And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus did not question Satan's right to his claim that the kingdoms were his to give. However, he would not take the easy way and compromise his destiny. He knew his father had sent him to suffer and die for our sakes, so we could inherit not the kingdoms of this world, but the kingdom of God. He had come to give us eternity. That was his destiny. Satan is a false god, and Jesus would not compromise his destiny to worship a false god. Here's his answer in verse 8. And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Are we tempted in our wilderness? to question our destiny and calling? Are we looking for the easy way out instead of worshipping God and asking Him to show us His way? I know I struggle in this area and sometimes I wonder if I really am the right person to lead the church. Do I really have the ability? Am I good enough? This is an area where I sometimes wish for the easy way out but then I remember what God has anointed and appointed me for and I take my focus off the problem and worship him and his peace comes and my calling and destiny is confirmed. I am recommissioned to reach the people for Jesus in the power of his Holy Spirit. I receive from him to re-engage with his plans and purposes for me.
The last temptation Jesus faced in that wilderness experience was the greatest challenge of all. Let's read from verses 9 to 11. And he took him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. This is a real challenge. Satan throws scripture back at him, quoting from Psalm 91 verse 11. It is a wonderful psalm about the protection of God. He has nothing left to tempt Jesus with, nothing left to offer him, so he dares Jesus to prove he truly is the Son of God. But it doesn't work. Jesus is so secure in his identity that he doesn't have to prove himself. He doesn't fall into the sin of pride, showing off who he is. Neither does he fall into the trap of being a people pleaser, responding to Satan's challenge. In our wilderness, is the Lord dealing with our need to prove ourselves? Is our work, even our work for God, an idol that we have created to prove we are worthy? Are we too busy to rest, to respond to our soul's longing for the presence of God? Are we driven to respond to every demand made on us believing if we just work harder, people will affirm us for what we do. Do we test God by pushing ourselves to the limit, believing he will be there to pick up the pieces? Look at Jesus' final response. Verses 12 and 13. And Jesus answered him, It is said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Let us not put God to the test by forging ahead in our own strength, being restless instead of resting in him. The wilderness is the place where we rest and the power of God is formed in us. It is an invitation to surrender and to receive the Father's love. We retreat to receive so we can re-engage. It is a place of new beginnings. Jesus came out of the wilderness and began his ministry. What about you? Verses 14 and 15. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And a report about him went out through all the surrounding country. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. I pray that you will be able to view your wilderness experience in a more positive light. And that you will recognize the attacks of the enemy to rob you of your identity and calling and that you will surrender to the Lord's invitation to be transformed 
by his love into all he has planned for you. Let us worship him together. Jesus